Hello, and welcome to Funny Stuff, a comedy podcast about comedy. My name is Griffin, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother, co-host, and partner in Stupidity, Holden. Hello. This week, we are talking about Burt Kreischer's 2023 special, Razzle Dazzle, which is available on Netflix. But before we get into that, Griffin, what is your current hyperfixation? So, I've got like four going on right now. I've got, Honestly, me too. I've got, I'm like in the middle of a whole bunch, like beat-em-ups, platformers, uh, Transformers, Ninja Turtles. So, uh, I'll talk about Ninja Turtles, just at random. Uh, it started when I started playing the Cowabunga Collection, which I bought back in November, but I only started playing like two weeks ago. Uh, and being me, I want more like mature and sophisticated stories of kids media. Uh, and I have been trying to find the original three edgy five me comics. Cause they are three edgy five me. They're literally parodies. Uh, right. They parody uh daredevil, right? Yeah. The, the, the whole thing is that like the truck that hit Matt Murdock, Matt Murdock was the kid carrying the turtles. Mm hmm. Uh, and they, like, murder Shredder. They, like, murder a whole bunch of people in the original comics. Uh, but, not surprisingly, the IDW comics are apparently really, really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, IDW is the same publishing company. That does Transformers. That does a really good Transformers books, yes. Also My Little Pony. Also My Little Pony. They also do My Little Pony and Sonic. And Sonic. Which, you know what? From what I've read of basically all those, they're all really fucking good. Griffin's well, I do turn also, into a brony. I almost did. I'm not going to anytime soon, but I almost did. When I was 15 and My Little Pony Friendship is Magic first came around, I had friends who were bronies, but I and I was I was very very much close, but it didn't end up happening. Well, I'm glad you didn't turn into a brony. Me too, because. Because need I say more? Yeah, nope. You really, you really need not. Anyway, uh, how about some context? Sure. Uh, so, like you said, this is his 2023 special. It is his most recent special. Um, in the past, we have covered him before. Um, his name is Bert Kreischer. I was waiting for that. Yeah. Uh, he's the machine. He is the machine. Uh, he's an American stand-up comedian, podcaster, reality TV show host, and actor. And his like claim to fame is that uh, in 1997, before his comedy, in 1997, uh, Rolling Stone, uh, he was featured in an article in Rolling Stone magazine while he was uh, attending FSU. They named him the top party, top partier at the number one party school in the country. Um, the article served as inspiration for the 2002 film National Lampoon's Van Wilder. Um, he hosted a bunch of different shows. What we know him from before his comedy was Burt the Conqueror, mm-hmm. where he's terrified of like roller coasters and stuff. Where he would go and he would do like roller coasters and shit. Yeah, he like he. If you're at all familiar with Great Adventure in New Jersey. He rode King Daka, which at that point was the tallest and fastest in the world. It is now only one of those things. I, I think it's only the which. tallest. I think the fastest one is now something in Dubai. It's like a Lamborghini thing. I think you're correct. Um, other than 
Razzle Dazzle being his his newest um, special, they're making a movie about him. No shit. Um, I told you about this. I I'm sure you I've did, seen but... trailers for it. Um, so they are going to make a. St- uh, they're making a movie, and from what I understand, the plot is is we are going to see flashbacks of his iconic The Machine story where he got involved with the Russian mafia when he was <laughs> 22, I think. Because mm-hmm. um, he took a Russian class in, in college, and the professor needed it and whatever. He couldn't drop out, so if he just stayed with the class and didn't drop it, he would get a C. <laughs> and then eventually he went to Russia in the 90s where it was like completely controlled by mafia. <laughs> um and he becomes like drinking buddies with that, and that's where his his title of "I am the machine" comes from. Um, that's where his nickname, "The Machine," comes from because they were given a uh, a banditi, which is like a gangster, um, to be like their guide and like kind of protect them as students there. And they were told not to interact with them, and he was like, "I want to be their f- friend." So he went to them, and he had a sentence in Russian. Which his plan to say was, hello, my name is Bert and I work pussy. <laughs> but what he said, what it really said is, hello, my name is Bert and I fuck cats. <laughs> um, but when he was face to face with a Russian mobster, the only thing that came out of his mouth in Russian were the words, I am the machine. Um, which just sort of turned him into like a legend. Then he went shot for shot with them, which is kind of what made them like, like him. Respects him. Yeah. So the plot of this movie is that... Um, during that story, they rush uh, the Russian mob robs a train. Uh, the plot of that movie, from what I understand, is that he robbed someone, and now, like she, like kidnaps him, and she's like, "When you were a kid, you robbed my father on a train." And the Russian mob has this like heirloom of my family, and you're gonna help me get it back. Also, Mark Hamill plays um, his dad in the <laughs> film, and he plays and Bert plays himself. So that's coming up for him. I don't know what it's called off the top of my head. I think it's The Machine. Probably. Um, I'm excited for it because it looks really stupid. (laughs) So I'm going to be honest, y'all. This is a special that I've laughed the hardest at in a very long time. Yeah. This is the hardest I've laughed since an episode that we recorded. And honestly, at this point, might never get released. You know, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing and we won't get into it. But holy shit. I don't remember. So the, I, I remember the exact time I laughed this hard. And it was the first time I ever watched uh, Stavros Hockeyus' special that we, we have talked about sometimes. I love Stavi. This Shout was, out Stavi, baby. This was, honest to God, the best Burt Kreischer special, I think. Yeah. Out of all the ones I've seen, I think this is his best work so far. I haven't seen his first one, which was in like... 08 mm-hmm. so pre like because he got really big in like 2016 because he's friends with like joe rogan and tom segura mm-hmm. and he told the i'm the machine story on the joe rogan show um so he did stand up and was like trying to be an actor and then he made his living for the most part doing shows like hurt bert bert the conqueror hurt bert hurt bert was like a, th- a show that he did before bert the conqueror where like he would do like crazy things that would get him hurt. Like he would go like skydive. Well, he didn't. So skydive, like, so like, Burt Kreischer does jackass. Pretty much, he like fought a bear. He, he, he did bear. <laughs> he did bear wrestling, um, which he almost died during. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah. Um. So he he went on to uh, he had a he had a comedy special in two thousand eight, which is way different because he didn't take his shirt off. Mm-hmm. Um. 
and from what I saw of it, I seen like a clip and it looks weird because he looks like way different. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't really that great. But then in 2014, 15, he told the, the machine story on Joe Rogan. And then Joe Rogan was like, you should take that on stage. And then he wrote a whole hour and then quit doing Bert the Conqueror because he didn't want to do roller coasters anymore. Right. But yeah, of of between the machine, Secret Time, Hey Big Boy, and <laughs> Razzle Dazzle, I think Razzle Dazzle is pro- it's definitely my favorite out of those four. Yeah, it's been a little while since I watched any of those other specials, mm-hmm. but I definitely was... think like the two funniest out of those four are Razzle Dazzle and Secret Time. Yeah, Secret Time is pretty. I good. think Secret Time is really fucking funny, and uh, that that is like. Secret Time is the first thing I saw him in post Bert the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. I, I, same, you know, same. Bert the Conqueror had ended so many years ago, and then that came up. And it, it was really funny because, like, I can remember um, our mom watched it. This was back when that first when Secret Time first came out, which I think was like 2017, 2018. Um, I was sitting in uh, the living room playing video games. And down the hall from my mom's room, and I heard her and her boyfriend, mostly her boyfriend, yeah, I, I think hissing I was... himself laughing. And she tells the story of how she thought he was gonna have a stroke. He was laughing so hard at uh, secret time. So I asked her the next morning. I was like, "What were you guys watching last night?" Like, I, I might, I was like, I might have been in the room you... with you when this happened because I remember hearing I, Mike laugh too. I was like, "What were you watching last night?" It sounded hilarious, and she was like. Tell me all about Bert the Conqueror. Like, oh, you remember Bert the Conqueror? And then how he has this whole special. And she was like, she gave me a little tidbit. She was like, I won't tell you too much. And then I watched it that night. And, like, I think I almost pissed myself. I laughed so hard. <laughs> and then this one, I think, like. You you said you almost threw I up. I almost threw up. I was laughing so hard. So the best thing about Bert Kreischer is that he's just a big idiot. Yeah. He's just a big fucking moron and a complete goofball. And it's great. And that, and he, he, I, I don't know if I'd say he's approachable because he is incredibly raunchy. He's very raunchy, but he's not raunchy. Like, well, I was going to say he's not raunchy in the sense that he like talks about sex. Like, no, he does, but it's no. not like, it's a different kind of vibe of talking about sex. Like he has a, he has a bit talking about, <laughs> it was, it was for a little while going to be my favorite bit. And then we got a little later in the special, uh, he was talking about, how his wife will make the same jokes whenever she goes to give him a beach. Uh, and he's talking to his friend, Tom Segura. And he's like, and Tom Segura's like, I would respect your talent as a comedian. And I would come at you with new material every time. Yeah. That's pretty and funny. that's, that's when I knew like, okay, we got something real good on our hands. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty early on. in the that special. that was really early on in the special though. I have to say, the same problems that I tend to have with Burt Kreischer in every special did pop up, but mm-hmm. not as much. Mm-hmm. And my my problems with Burt are that, and it might be that I'm a little too much of a sensitive special snowflake. SJW. Too much of a stupid SJW special snowflake. But some of the off-color jokes he makes rub me the wrong way. And like, you know... They're not as bad as they could be. He's not necessarily doing outright bigotry. And in this special, it wasn't as I feel like yikes as some of the other ones have been, but it was still a little yikes. From what I can remember of all four of them, which is like 
not a whole lot from the from from what I can remember, the worst of the worst, like with that kind of stuff, comes from Hey Big Boy. Mm-hmm. And I will give Bert like this credit of like for the most part, he's a very quick comedian. Mm-hmm. So he and he's very nonstop. So he'll say something that is offensive or off color and for the most part you kind of don't have a whole lot of time like basically it's funny is like i would say is he'll say something offensive but you won't have time to be offended by it if yeah, that makes sense like that, he kind of moves on from it like most of like the offensive air quotes on that things it's usually just like a one line it's yeah it's like a one liner that like i personally don't think it's super necessary like it doesn't really add a whole lot to the to the special mm-hmm. but also like Depending on the one-liner, some of them I think do take away from it, but depending on the one-liner, it, it doesn't really take away too much. Yeah, to his credit, it's not like he makes these huge bits. Most of his stand-up material is about his family, which and you, like you, know, you write what you you write about what you can. Yeah, and it's fucking a lot. A lot of it was gold, and you know those off-color jokes did lose me for a little bit. But to his credit, he was he, able to get me yeah, back. Yeah. He was um, big time able to get me back. I, I like his bits when he starts talking about um, the schools and the other parents in, in his schools because he lives in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, he's from Florida. Right. And his wife is from Alabama. <laughs> you know, and they, so they grew up in 80s and 90s Alabama and Florida. Right. And now they're living in 2020s L.A. I don't like perpetuating the stereotype because there's like a lot of cool people out there in LA, but like there are a lot of those like, and this is coming from liberals, mm-hmm. and this is coming from a leftist, so it does it, <laughs> it hits it hits different. Yeah, um, you know the type of people who you know they're more hung up on like the identity politics, virtue signaling, yeah. virtue signaling. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm one of the good white people. Like yeah, those exactly. Kind of people. So it's funny to hear him kind of like fuck with them and like yeah. the shit that he says. Like, he has a bit that um, it wasn't my favorite. It wasn't my least favorite. But, like, his, his daughter had, like, a school dance thing. They were learning the foxtrot. And the teacher had paired them up and, like, had assumed their gender. And some parents were, were outraged. Which I feel like it, I feel like if there was, like, a young kid in that class who was, like, kind of transitioning or thinking, you know, oh, maybe I'm not cis, I feel like it wouldn't have been, like, an outrage thing. I don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say. You know, these things are well, messy topics. Every in, in my and from what I've seen and in my personal experiences. So you know, take it with a grain of salt. Of course, the people who make like the biggest stinks about like you know, oh, you can't do that because that's offensive. They're doing it on behalf of people. Mm-hmm. It's like you know when. In in the for the most part, like when someone gets like super crazy offended by a joke, they're like, "You can't say that because that's yeah, offensive it, it, to it, a group that I'm an ally to, but not a part of." Yeah. And he even makes fun of like, there's a woman who says like, "Our family is is strong allies," so it's like not like I'm outraged because my child is early is a child who is trans, and 
you know, what you did caused them to feel dysphoric and, and all that. And they're like outraged of like, I'm an ally and I'm picking. So-. It's like literally like pick something to be outraged to buy. Yeah. And like, when, like, you know, there's a whole lot of stuff you can be outraged yeah, by. Like, but tra- this is real small potatoes that trans you can people, get trans about. people are facing some real problems right now. So like this is this is something that might not be on the radar for a little while. Yeah. And of course here at funny stuff industries (laughs) funny stuff industries um if it wasn't obvious enough already from our previous episodes if this for some reason is your first episode we are incredibly pro-trans we love trans people i actually also recently purchased a shirt uh and i purchased it for a friend too uh that's it says if this flag offends you i'll help you pack but instead of the american flag it's it's the the trans flag flag. which i saw that i was like oh that's funny i had because i you know i was trying to it's a scary time for trans people, and I was trying to look for ways to be a more visible ally. And I saw that shirt, and I'm like, fuck, regardless of any kind of more serious shirt, I have to get right. that one. Sometimes you just see a shirt. And Sometimes you're like, you're like I just have to own that. That's Unfortunately, I have to do some alterations to it because the material is terrible and my sensitive, that completely neurotypical skin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very holistic of you. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else to say? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think overall... I, th- I think I'm going to say, honestly, I'm going to compare it to Richard Pryor. Give it that kind of things. Like, if there is shit that seriously turns you off in this special, I get it. Oh, yeah. I 100% get it. And, you know, it's... There were some off-color jokes in there that I actually think he did not too terribly. Not, like, so great where I'm like, you know what, this is what... Like, more really people. pushing a boundary, just kind of... Pushing a boundary, but, he like... He wasn't really punching down he, that much, either. So, they're in the escape room bit. There's an off-color joke in there. And I honestly, I think it wasn't terrible. I don't think it was egregious. Because it, it was a shocking joke. And maybe watching it on an, on another rewatch, maybe I wouldn't like it as much. But, like, it was so outlandish and so shocking that, like, it, it was less of a, oh, haha, let's laugh at this funny thing. And... Like more like oh haha let's laugh at this old man who didn't hear him right and is now confused. oh yes I know I know what you're talking about yeah. now yeah it, it that was something that kind of went along personally didn't fi- yeah I think that it wasn't as terrible I'll, I'll say bit. this much and then we can move on to favorite and least favorite bit it wasn't as terrible as it really could have been but yeah. it still wasn't great I didn't hate it so with that let's move to favorite least favorite bit after a quick break ads here's ads and then I said. I can believe it's not butter. (laughs) My friend was telling me that he wanted to make a podcast and he can't figure it out. Like he's never heard of Anchor. (laughs) Anchor is the best way to start a podcast. It's free to use and provides recording and editing tools you can use straight from your smartphone or computer. When you upload to Anchor, they distribute your podcast to many platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And, with no minimum listenership, you can make money on your own podcast. Make your own podcast with the free Anchor app or by going to anchor.fm today. Hi, I'm Milo. I'm an executive producer at Biopunk Media and the producer of Funny Stuff, the podcast you're currently listening to. Griffin and Holden are not just some of my closest friends. They're more like my brothers at this point. And I want to do everything I can to make sure that the art that they make gets seen. So, with that said, Apple and Spotify care a lot about ratings and reviews for new podcasts. 
it tells them that people are enjoying the show, and also it tells the app to recommend funny stuff to new listeners. Please, please, please take a quick moment to just like and review funny stuff. I can't overstate how much it helps our boys. Also, recommend funny stuff to your friends, your family, your mailman, your dog. There's a little bit of something in this show for everyone. Funny stuff is still very new, and word of mouth is the best advertising there is. Last but not least, check out our new website. You can find it linked in the description of this episode or at biopunkmedia.card.co. Card is spelled with two R's. That's biopunkmedia.card.co for social media links, episode transcripts, and all things biopunk. And that covers it. Drink water today. If you haven't, remember that you are so loved, at least by me and probably the boys too. And enjoy the rest of the show. And we're back. The problem with working in a morgue, funeral home, etc., is that if you die, you still have to go to work. <laughs> That's pretty funny. You know, sometimes. Now we're back. Sorry, I forgot about the bit. Now we're back. <laughs> sometimes I want to inflict massive psychic damage. Sometimes I just want to tell a dad, a dad joke. A dad joke. Fuck. I yeah. said that at work one day, and and it has. I've been hit with that ever since. That was. It was November when I said that. <laughs> so, Holden, did you have a least favorite bit? Not really, because I wouldn't classify some of the off-color things that I didn't find very funny. As bits. As bits, because they were just one-liners. Yeah, they were one-liners kind of one, tacked on. The one I was talking about pre-ad break, I even said I didn't hate it that much was more than a one-liner but it wasn't i also wouldn't constitute that as a full bit so the one-liners like if i'm talking about trimming the fat off of this i think some of the weird one-liners can be taken away yeah um, and we'd be left with a really a rock, yeah honestly uh i i i feel similarly there aren't the bits themselves were all rock solid, really fucking funny. It was just those kind of off-color jokes that put me off, so I can't really mm. say that there's a least favorite bit or any even really bad comedy because this was all... Burt Kreischer's a solid comedian. Burt Kreischer, Burt Kreischer is like... You know, it's kind of like how uh, back when... I think it was her first episode, Monica's first episode, uh, when we covered Brian Regan... It's like Brian Regan has that mm -hmm. very... He has his audience. He knows what he's going for. And I think Burt Kreischer fits that. Or has that same thing. Uh, but this time, we just kind of fall into the audience that likes his stuff more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was Monica's first episode. Because that was when I had... Uh, COVID. COVID the, for the second, second time. time. Yeah. And that was two out of three you had it? Uh, it's two out of two. Two out of two. I thought you had it a third time. As far as I know. Two out of two. <laughs> It's two out of two positive tests. <laughs> uh, what was your favorite bit? Um, oh, my favorite bit. I will give a special shout out to his closing bit because it's a really good bit. But my favorite bit is the raffle, the raffle bit. See, before before we go into that, I feel kind of similar. I am torn you... between the raffle bit and his closer about the escape room. Mm -hmm. Uh. I might be a little bit more partial to the escape room bit just because, like, one, that's something I'd give a fucking million dollars to see. Oh, yeah. Also, it's like a 20-minute break. Uh, 20-minute 20, 20 fucking 
bit. But it, it works. He but, keeps you on oh, the yeah. fucking hook. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and I used to work in an escape room, and sometimes those are very fucking funny to watch. I You've had some stories that have made <laughs> me laugh. Um, but, yeah, his, his raffle thing, his raffle bit is really yeah. funny because it's right after a bit where there was an auction at one of his daughter's um, – choir concerts they were off auctioning off a snow machine yeah they were offering us auction off snow machine yeah that was a and fucking then, incredible and, bit and he and it was really good and i had turned to griffin and miranda because miranda watched it with us mm-hmm. and i had said that's the kind of shit i would like to do if i had a stupid amount of money right yeah and then we got into a thing that i would also love <laughs> to do if i had a stupid amount of money which is like, because there is a Tom Segura joke that like I quote a lot when he was talking about, um, he was talking to Nike people when, because uh, he was wearing like Nike shoes on stage one day and a person came up to him and was like, hey, I'm a representative for Nike. Do you want to come to our store? It's an employee store. And he's like, at first, he's like, no, I like your shoes. I don't need to see where you work. Like, I don't need to see your office. He's like, oh, it's an employee store. Everything's 50% off. And he goes, oh, why don't I rent out a U-Haul and buy your whole fucking store out? <laughs> That's what anytime, like, someone's like, oh, there's going to be this at this place. Like, oh, we're going to go to the the outlets, the premium outlets. And I'm like, why the fuck do I want to go to the premium outlets? I don't have money like that. Oh, there's a Converse factory store with a bunch of custom Converse. Oh, why don't I rent a U-Haul and buy their fucking entire stuff? <laughs> That is the kind of that's the fuckery I, wish... I would I would do like I would love to have that like kind of money and then just do fuck shit like yeah like it would be so much fun to go to like a charity auction or like and pay for and pay like they well, only sell forty liter- tickets buy six hundred and sixty well, yeah so they literally can meet their goal. do that go to like an auction for like a school. And ask the person, how many tickets did you want to sell? Oh, we wanted to sell 700. How many did you sell? 40. Okay, okay, okay. Give me 700. Like, that's the type of shit I would do. Yeah. Like, how about I... Oh, it's like, uh, there's a really funny... um, It's also, it's funny, but it's also great. um, Clip of Dave Grohl, nicest guy in rock and roll, um, of the Foo Fighters. In case you don't know. There was like I think it was down down in like Brazil or somewhere somewhere that isn't America, and they ha- got hit with a natural disaster that got a big like concert festival shut down. Mm-hmm. Festivals like that are really good for the local economy, um, so that was a double hit. Like they missed out on like the concert got canceled because of inclement weather and like danger. So they missed out on all that money that was possibly going to be made. And then they got hit with a big natural disaster, which cost them more money. So they put on a big charity event and they asked a bunch of bands, can you fly down and play a couple songs? And Dave Grohl takes the mic and he's like, yeah, they called us and they were like, "Um, you know, would you guys be down to like come down, play, you know, like five songs? And uh, I said, uh, yeah, we'll come down. We'll play a couple songs. And then when I got here. They were like, so you're cool with doing like five songs? And he was like, yeah, yeah. How about we just play for like three fucking hours instead? <laughs> and then they played like a huge three hour free concert for a bunch of people. And it's like, that's the type of shit I would like to. Yeah. Get. You know, <laughs> kind of the on one hand, you know, that kind of money where you can to quote Travis McElroy, cut out the bullshit and do good recklessly. 
Yeah. And then you could also do stupid shit like Burt Kreischer does, which, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, it's great. He was giving to a school charity, and he, because, like, the whole thing was that uh, they weren't selling enough tickets because the proceeds were going to go to an underprivileged school and not that school, and the right. parents didn't want to give the money if they weren't going to benefit. they're fucking divas. Yeah. L.A. Um, yeah. And, and then they got upset when he started winning he all started the things. Win, because he donated like a thousand dollars. Right. He bought six hundred and sixty tickets. And then you know and the prizes were great. Like he, he said start, like he didn't tell us all there were twelve prizes. He didn't tell every single twelve of the twelve prizes. But of the prizes that he got, we know that he won a Fitbit. Those aren't cheap. And diamond earrings. And the way he said diamond earrings made me think that, oh, they're real actual diamonds <laughs> in those earrings. Like, they're probably pretty expensive. Uh, and then, you know, he goes on for the whole bit. And then he talk, and then he's like, gets the last one. Oh, I don't have that ticket. And everybody's like freaking the fuck out. Making fun of his him. wife go, oh, I have it. <laughs> Which I think that got us to laugh the hardest. That in the was the special. moment I almost threw up because I was laughing so hard i think that i think that was when my eyesight went a little like blurry because i was laughing so fucking hard <laughs> we were just fucking all three of us were about to piss our fucking pants all right why don't you talk about the escape room bit a little bit more? the escape room bit i don't know man like it's everything you want out of a great escape room story because yeah. he's talking about having a fucking panic attack uh and his dad because they they want his daughters wanted him and his dad to do an escape room with them so so he so bert would have an anxiety attack and, and bert's dad would lose his shit, shit. Uh, <laughs> which happens yeah and they got exactly what they wanted um and you know it's just like it's the kind of thing that having worked in an escape room that god almighty i wish i had fucking seen I I, I've and had, I I also speaking of wishing had seen for the bit the, I was talking about I had said I there's no amount of money in the world that I wouldn't give to be in that room to watch Burt Kreischer win twelve prizes. The thing is, is that that escape room was in like a dude's house or yeah, something. Yeah, and the escape room I worked at, which was great, like genuinely. Also, I think was, I've been to that place. It looked like a place you go and get murdered. <laughs> oh, well, the escape room I used to work at. Yeah, it yeah, was in like an industrial park. The escape room I used to work at, it was great. It was I think it was really high quality rooms, but it was, you know, smaller because it was not someone's fucking house. It was in this weird little industrial industrial park. Yeah. And we can and we had some elaborate stuff, but like nothing that crazy where we would have like go through nine different rooms right. and like up in the fucking rafters and shit. And none of our rooms had live actors or anything. And right. it just seemed like a wild escape room that one, I wish I could do. And two, I wish I could see Bert have the horrid panic attack and like have this really touching moment with his dad. And then he just farts in his dad's fucking face and anxiety riddled about to shit my pants fart in yeah. his fucking face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that just like makes his dad freak, freak the fuck out. Yeah, it was a rock solid closer. It was a fucking really good bit. It was a really good bit for a really good way to cap off an absolutely awesome special. I had a a, a dream about escape rooms last night, um, which I think is really funny that this this kind of all all uh, happened. So you remember that escape room we did, like summer of twenty nineteen. Where, yeah oh how could i forget yeah yes i know exactly where your what. girlfriend ran past me then you to get behind milo when she got scared <laughs> yeah. um so part of that escape room 
and I'm sure you remember, is like at a certain point, like a thing opens up and there's like a person's head. Yeah, like yeah. part of the story. Um, so I had a dream that we were doing that exact escape room again, but it was me and a bunch of my coworkers. <laughs> and because it had been years since I had done that escape room, I didn't remember every single like little thing. So I, we weren't like speed running it. But, like, I was alone in one room and everyone else was, like, doing everything else and fucking <laughs> up. And I, I was, like, getting some stuff done. Mm-hmm. And we ended up failing. And I was like, oh, I wonder what happens when you fail this room. Because when you succeed in this room, the thing, the door opens up and there's a, a fake head there. And... uh And they're like, oh, okay. And then I turn around and there was... The same, like, it was, like, the body that the fake head was attached to, (laughs) but it wasn't there. It had, like, teleported in. Like, it just dropped in from the ceiling, and I turned around, and in my dream, I, like, screamed and, like, jumped back and, like, fell, and then I woke up. (laughs) It was really fucking weird. Griffin. Yes. Out of ten, farts in the mouth. (laughs) What do you give... What do you give Burt Kreischer's Razzle Dazzle? I'm going to give it an eight and a half out of ten. I want to give it a nine, but I'm taking some points away for the off-color jokes. I think they just put me off, but I can't not I can't deny that he won me back, and I was pissing my pants way more often than I wasn't with the special. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a straight a nine. That's fair. I thought it was fucking hysterical. Um, it was really, really fucking just it was just had two of maybe some of my favorite like ever comedy bits yeah no i get being it. his escape room one and the raffle and the raffle one well the two raffle ones really they're both well, fucking yeah. amazing. uh so that brings us to the end of talking about this special but before we go holden what funny this week so i once again have a uh, a work story so, I work at a movie theater, in case you haven't listened to any of the other episodes. Um, working at a movie theater is real interesting, because you get to work with interesting people. And we finally have a film bro who works there. <laughs> the problem with this film bro is he is 16 years old. So, the worst kind. So, he's awful he has no life experience and everything he thinks he thinks about from like movies he makes jokes like he'll be like oh he's literally me about like certain characters like and they're clearly jokes because he like is goofy about them like tyler durden and patrick bateman Mm -hmm. it's like he's literally me just like me for real yeah pretty much um but we also get into like arguments because like he is he's annoying just straight up and down. <laughs> Dude is just annoying. And the way he like talks about shit is annoying and he doesn't let people like get their opinions out. And like if he doesn't agree with your opinion, he are he he's a, a debate pervert. A debate pervert. Yes, yeah, someone who it, more than trying to convince you of why they're right in a debate, wants to more just you wants, that you're to, wrong. wants to convince you that they are smarter than you. Oh, okay. And they just debate because it makes them feel good and it makes them feel smart. Debate pervert. Ben Shapiro is the biggest debate pervert in the world. 
Um, so he was getting into a, de- a debate with a couple of my coworkers. I was taking one of my world famous, I don't want to work for 40 minutes, so I'm going to go pretend I'm taking a dump. <laughs> um, when in reality, I'm sitting in the bathroom on TikTok. Um, and I come out and they're like asking me my opinion on it. And I was like in a really shitty mood because nothing was really going my way that weekend. And I just was like, so he said like something really dumb and like super misogynistic. Mm -hmm. And he said like the most dangerous weapon in the world is a woman's body. Oh, ah, shit. Ah, fuck. I got cut on that edge. Um, and I was like, what the fuck do you mean by that? And he was like, you know, you have like these rich and powerful people like, you know, but he was talking about like how how like rich people, you know, Musk, Bezos, like billionaires will still give in to lust. And I was like, OK, that doesn't make a like just because you give in to lust doesn't mean you're going to tell like you're going to change everything about you for a single person. Like sometimes people just want you for you and what you have. Like, there are people out there who want to just fuck billionaires because they're billionaires and, like, fucking me too, bro. I'm, try- I'm trying to lock down that sugar mama. <laughs> um, so, he w- and then he said, like, um, I was like, what, like, do you have to support that idea? Like, there, there's, like, nothing behind it. Because I like fucking with debate perverts. Because right, of it, course. It, I like watching their tiny minds explode. Right. Because the second they get a little bit of pushback... They fucking crumble. Mm-hmm. Um, they always put up straw man arguments. Just watch Ben Shapiro debate anybody who is not a college student who is very upset by the things that he's saying. Um, or Steven Crowder, the same type of deal. Um, Steven Crowder, also a debate pervert. Right. Fuck them both. So he was like, well, if you like look at movies, and I was like, dude, that's movies. Like, we're talking real life like you can't like in a movie sure you can say that a woman in a certain movie universe the most dangerous weapon is a woman's body sure but like we're talking about real life he's like dude you, you're gonna tell me you can't get re- life lessons from movies and i'm like no but you can also get like life lessons for life you should try living a life bro and he got so sad when I basically told I basically told this kid go touch grass <laughs> and he got so 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 upset you can learn stuff from movies touch grass <laughs> uh, so that brings us to the end of yet another episode thank you so 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 much for listening uh, we hope that you are able to laugh at us if not laugh with us if you have any questions comments concerns great thoughts personal epiphanies requests or recommendations Feel free to reach out to us at funnystuff.pod at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at funny.stuff.pod. Holden, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Donut Daddy, Donut underscore Daddy. I tweet stupid shit. I recently tweeted um, some cutting edge political humor. It's great. No one saw it. The tweet has zero (laughs) likes. I tweeted at like two in the morning. And we will be back next week with George Carlin's Life is Worth Losing, which is available on Prime, along with a special guest that'll have both of us in the studio. Uh, Once again, thank you so, so, so much for listening, and we will see you next time on The Clown Show. Bye-bye.